Blog Talk Radio. Presidente. This is what we do every Saturday morning. Well, except for last Saturday morning. I know you didn't even miss us, did you? Didn't even miss a beat. Hopefully, you caught some of the, the, the podcasts and some of our uh, archive shows. I was up in South Bend, Indiana uh, for the Notre Dame game, and it was absolutely a blast. We'll get into that here in just a minute. We're standing by for Matthew Embry, uh, WSPT up in South Bend, uh, is going to join us and talk about some uh, Notre Dame football, IndyCar, crazy season. At least I, at least you told me, Colin. We'll see what happens. Might just be me and you for the first hour, but that's okay. I can ramble on. I, I, can, I can jack my jaws if it need be. But yeah, what a great time that was. We'll get into that a little bit later later on. Welcome aboard. 917-898516 is my digits. Uh, we're going to guide you through this crazy world of sports over the next two hours. In hour number two, we've got Rick Riggin, official college football contributor, going to be breaking down not only the Notre Dame game, uh, of course, uh, all the other college uh, football games. We also got Tony Donahue from the Tony D podcast going to be joining us. And we're going to be uh, switching hats throughout the show today on, on different topics because we have so much to cover. MLB in their playoff series, Road to the Soup, uh, Super Bowl. <laughs> well, hey, that would be something different. Road to the World Series. And uh, my Cardinals tied up. Knotted up with the Atlanta Braves, the Hotlanta Braves. Rick Riggin is also a Braves fan, so we'll see what goes on there. This this could be an historic season uh, for the Atlanta Braves. And, I mean, any of us that have, have watched and followed uh, uh, Major League Baseball for any amount of time know that uh, the Atlanta Braves do the ultimate choke in October. It always happens. You know, nothing against the Braves, but they're playing my Cardinals, and I, I, I can't maintain that media bias in the in the off season. Uh, but we're going to get into a lot of talk about the MLB. Also, Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles and SI.com, our official NFL contributor. We're going to break down Week Five action. Can we? It's hard to believe that we are already in Week Five. Colts are uh, lost to the Raiders. Of course, that's our that's our that's our home team. That's our homer team because we're located here in Indianapolis, high atop the Balance Studios in the west suburbs of Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, hopefully, Matthew Embry will be joining us here soon. 
And then, of course, Mo from the BS Sports Show joins us. So, hey, stick around. It's about to get good. And if you want to join the action, 917-889-8516 is the digits. Give us a ringy-ding-ding. We'll get things going and rocking and rolling because we are locked and loaded. My name's Saul Marcus. This is The Balance. Welcome aboard. Guard is a reserve component of the United States Air Force and serves alongside active duty Air Force members in times of a national crisis. In addition, the Air Guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities. The reason people join the Air Guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country, money for college, travel, new job skills, and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country, but I didn't want to be far away from my family, so the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? Call 1-800-841-3103 or visit online at goang.com to find out more. Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom. It's double trouble, double the fun. At African Safari Wildlife Park in Port Clinton, Ohio, see the largest antelope on Earth, the giant eland, and the ugliest creature on Earth, the African warthog. There's so much to see and do, including the Midwest's only drive through safari. Feed the animals. See live educational shows. Feel the excitement. Have your picture taken with a python or cockatoo. Feel the adventure. Shop the Simba Lodge gift shop with items available from around the globe. Visit the snack bar or picnic facilities. Enjoy a pony or camel ride. Or cheer your favorite porker on to victory in the famous pork chop down. Bring your family to see the rare and exotic animals at African Safari Wildlife Park in Portland, Ohio. Just take Route 2 to the Route 53 North exit and follow the sign. Only 17 miles west of Cedar Point via Route 6. Open every day, rain or shine. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be confusing. Like Swedish techno confusing. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Dance with me, purple cow. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Ooh, you lovely cow. Geico makes it easy. With 24-7 access, all you have to do is go to Geico.com and you can save money on car insurance. It just makes sense. Unlike, you know. Dance with me, purple cow. I like your mood. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be hard. Like early 90s heavy metal hard. I'm yelling and screaming and I'm loud. Roar. 
GEICO makes it easy. You can review and update your policy or report a claim on GEICO.com or the GEICO mobile app. Because shouldn't we all have a little less stress in our lives? I'm not even upset about anything. Welcome back to the balance. It's me and you right now. I don't know uh, if uh, if uh, Matthew Ember got ate by alligators or what's going on with him. I hope he didn't get ate by alligators. Uh, but, you know, South Bend's loaded with alligators. I was just up there last weekend. I'll tell you what. What a blast. I have to – I know I'm, I'm like – I was the – I was the Notre Dame rookie, I have to admit. And Rick Riggin, when he comes on later, he goes up there all the time. He's a big uh, Notre Dame fighting Irish fan. But I tell you what, the the ceremonies, the popping stance, that, that's the right word, right? Just everything about it. I mean, went up there the night before, stayed uh, about 40 miles away, and um, rolled on in there before dawn. And we tailgated. If you think you could tailgate, well, maybe you can. But I, there's nobody. Well, I, okay, I won't say nobody because I'm sure that there's a lot of teams out there that do a lot of serious tailgating. Alabama, Clemson. I've been to a, a million and one tailgate parties with the NFL. This is right up there. And so – Certainly, the experience of of uh, tailgating uh, with the Notre Dame Fighting Irish fans was amazing. Now, not that I indulge in alcoholic beverages. Okay, I do, uh, but they don't they don't sell them inside the stadium there. So you have to bring your own. And there's certain tailgated areas where you can drink at, and and uh, so I was just like. You know, I won't give any. I won't throw anybody under the bus. But I was just like, "Hey, I'll, let me buy a, let me buy an adult beverage." No, you can con- uh, make a contribution to us. So it was a lot of fun, and and um, we did the shot skis, uh, which is four people doing a shot of fireball at the same time, fire water, whatever the heck it's called. Great time up there in South Bend, and I. But that said, what a great game. Notre Dame put on against Virginia. We'll get into that uh, talk with uh, Rick Reagan here coming up in the second hour. Um, Rick Reagan, our official college football contributor. It, uh, just there was just so much to see and do there. Honestly, it's an experience more than it is the game. The game is just part of the experience, and the halftime show was amazing. They did a. Um, a, when when we were there, they did a a, a Beatles theme uh, song, and so uh, kind of how we were situated, the big screen was behind us, and you really couldn't see. And it, you know, everybody was pointing up to the big screen. What's going on up there? So uh, I can't remember the song they used, 
But it, everybody knows the famous Beatles song, uh, Beatles album cover uh, from uh, England there, where they were crossing the Abbey Row there and crossing the street there. So the the band, when you look at it from from the stands to the field, it just looked like they were marching around like any other band did. But when you looked up at the big screen, they had formed themselves, and it literally looked like the Abbey Row uh, album cover and they, as they were walking across. So cool. So, uh, all right, I'll get off the, I'll get off the uh, testicle regions of, uh, of Notre Dame, but what a great game that was. And, and, and um, like I said, we'll get into more of this in the second half of the show with Rick Riggin, 917-889-8516. We are, uh, you know, we're, we're here to talk about. We were we had everything lined up with Matthew Emery. You know what? My guess is he he uh, maybe he got eight by alligators. Is that, is that going to be our running poll? Got to get a poll up. Did Matthew Emery get eight by alligators? I tell you what, though, if you're a major league baseball fan like yours truly, uh, my St. Louis Cardinals all tied up in a knot with the Atlanta Braves. Um, Tomorrow, go back in action, down, bringing it back to St. Louis. Tied up one and one. Great game the other night. The Cardinals tried to give it away, uh, but it wasn't to happen yesterday either. And then, of course, Yankees and Twins were in action. We got the Astros in action. We got the Dodgers and, and Capitals in, in action. I don't know if Steve Wilson's going to join us today or not. Uh, but Steve Wilson, uh, our official NASCAR contributor, uh, big uh, Nationals fan. And I tell you what, the Dodgers are, are the, the real deal. And uh, we'll see what happens as we get ready for the World Series. It's October. It is probably the best month of the year. Well, because it's my birthday month, duh. The, the month of my birth that I have to share with my twin sister. <laughs> I love her to death. Man, everybody else gets their own day. Well, unless your birthday's on Christmas, and then you got to share your birthday with somebody else, too. <laughs> I know. I should, make, I, should make, I should make jokes about baby Jesus. Baby Jesus. I digress. 917-889-8516. My digits. Give me a ringy ding ding if you want to help jump on car jump on board with us. IndyCar's in their uh funny season as we as we uh, know Joseph Newgarden won the IndyCar championship just a couple of weeks ago out in Laguna. What a great race that was. And I tell you what, I uh I honestly thought that uh Colton Herder would get that uh Rookie of the Year award, but uh, it didn't happen. And and, and uh, don't get me wrong; it's just that I'm a know-it-all, and this is the first time I've been wrong. And I'll be 51 years old. Did I mention that October's the the birth of my month? Month of my birth. <laughs> I can't walk and chew gum. At the same time, but um, yeah, what a what a great race it was. I digress. I digress. But October is one of the best months in 
this I love fall. Who, who likes who, who's with me on liking fall? Uh, just heard from Steve Welsh from Speedway Digest, editor in chief of Speedway Digest. He's going to be joining us here in a few. Um, so hopefully that we can connect with him. We send our wishes and, and, and best wishes to Matthew Embry. I've tried to reach him. I think that he got ate by alligators, and um, that's, that's unfortunate because, you know, I was just up there in South Bend last weekend, and, you know, I didn't see any alligators, but they must be there. So IndyCar's got themselves a, a new visor screen, the arrow screen, which is which is – really been needed for a long time i mean for driver safety uh and i I think that it looks great it looks super i think they're going to be able to roll it out in 2020 if not 2021 i think it's pretty much through all of its testing phases i know all of indycar uh drivers like the new aero screen and it's you know well it kind of looks like they're driving around in the pope mobile but hey it's going to keep them safe it really does look pretty cool if you get a chance to uh, go to indycar.com and and check that out uh, the the new aero screen and it's going to be kind of interesting to to see how that that plays out uh but you know, Scott Dixon and, and both Scott Dixon and Will Power both uh, said that the IndyCar's new aero screen is ready to race during the, the first extensive test session for the cockpit protection will debut next season, they're saying. And certainly that's the schedule and that's the hope that we'll get that get that going. I mean, we've saw some terrible accidents, you know, also some unfortunate uh, accidents where – uh, we we have lost drivers because of the um, of the lack of space there. I should say. I remember a few years ago at the Indianapolis 500, Scott Dixon uh, made a flip. Almost, I tell you what, he was just within inches. And if you've ever been down to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, you know exactly where I'm talking about. He he was just within inches of going over the fence line and into the tunnel. And oh, that would have been catastrophic. So to have these these uh, um, cockpit uh, protections, the aero screen protections, is, 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 is needed. And um, so Scott Dixon said, it's like, it's like, a, it's like a road car. It's, it's just very quiet. I can hear my radio. Usually I can't hear. Uh, I can hear the engine. The, the protection is there. It would be very strange taking it off now. Uh, that's Scott Dixon's quote on the new aero screen. Of course, that's going on in the funny season uh, with IndyCar. The aero screen that was developed by Red Bull Advanced Technologies virtually covers the the whole open um, air cockpit. If, if you're familiar with IndyCar and you follow IndyCar, you know exactly what we're talking about there it covers that entire area and and in there that was really needed to be with a very clear uh, anch- uh screen anchored uh by t- titanium framework its purpose is to protect drivers from flying debris and uh, that's certainly very very dangerous especially when you're going at the speeds that indycar flies around down so uh, joining us now, though, Steve Wilson 
uh, our official NASCAR contributor. Steve, welcome to the balance. Welcome back. How are you, sir? <clears throat> I'm making it. Um, I'm trying to, I'm at least trying to make it at least today. Well, I hope you get to feeling better. I know offline, I won't get into it on the air here, but I know you, you, you're uh, working through some medical issues and I, our prayers go up to you and to your nationals. Hey, uh, the Dodgers, the nationals, man. Uh, but you know what? You snuck in, snuck into the, to the playoff seasons, the nationals. Did you want to, you want to chime in on your nationals a little bit? Um, yeah, I was kind of surprised at the fact that they were able to get into the postseason this year. I watched some of the game the other night and kind of turned it off, and it didn't look like we uh, we had much of a chance going there. And I guess after I had turned it off, it uh, the whole game turned around on uh, on a mistake and. We were able to get in there right under, right under it. So uh, good for them. Well, uh, well, I think they got a tough road. I really do think they have a tough road. But sure. uh, nonetheless, um, it's good to see them in the postseason this year, as well as uh, uh, my American League team, the Minnesota Twins, able to make it in. But uh, you know they're going against the Yankees at this point, so. You know, we we all know how that usually ends up. <laughs> it's dangerous, and and it, it's the best of five. We'll see how, what happens with the Yankees, but the Yan- the Yankees are were not a, a surprise this year. We've seen what they've been able to do, but the Twins are certainly a home run hit powerhouse. Uh, hopefully that 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 plays uh, that plays out uh, for them. We'll see we'll see what happens. I'm not a big Yankee fan. I'm not a Yankee hater. But you know, you get tired of seeing the same people win all uh, all the time. Uh, but you know, honestly, I think we're gonna we're going to see a Yankees Astros World Series. As much as I love my Cardinals, they're tied up one and one uh, there with the Braves. Um, moving it back to St. Louis tomorrow, we'll see and we'll see what happens. But yeah, certainly the Yankees and the Twins did uh, some stuff. We were talking a little bit earlier before you called in about the new IndyCar. Uh, uh, arrow kick cockpit cover, if you will, and uh, certainly in NASCAR, there it's a they don't have those that open air uh, issues to deal with and contend with. But as we as we look at uh, driver safety in IndyCar, this is a huge addition. Both Will Power and Scott Dixon said that it's fantastic. I saw the the, the draw ups and, and photographs of it. What are your thoughts about IndyCar and the new? Uh, uh, We'll joke around about it, but it kind of looks like it's driving around in the Popemobile, but it's it's very well needed protection there in IndyCar and open wheel racing. Um, I think if you look at the incidents that we've continued to accrue in, in IndyCar, um, I think IndyCar after the the incident out of Vegas a couple of years ago. Uh, I think they were kind of slow to react on some of the uh, safety enhancements. And then, you know, we go to Pocono and we have similar type events out there. Um, You know, Pocono since lost their race, that race is going to move to Richmond in 2020. But, um, you know, I I think uh, IndyCar was a little bit slow to react. We've had, um, you know, multiple incidents over the last handful of years or so. Whereas, um, 
you know, we we used to see a lot of innovation out of them. We saw the safer barrier come out of uh, IndyCar, um, predominantly Indy Motor Speedway, and uh, the family up there um, financing that whole effort to bring driver safety on. And it's taken this long to. I know a lot of open wheel fans have probably disagree with the fact that they want to see these cockpit uh, safety measures implemented, but for the safety of the drivers going forward, um, I, I think that you know we have to we have to look at that predominantly, and it's really just about the safety of the drivers. And we all understand that racing is a is a is a very inherently dangerous sport, and if it can happen, it will happen. But if it will save lives, if it will prevent injuries, um, then you know I'm I'm kind of all for it. I would have thought that as IndyCar evolved over the years, um, I, I I would like to have seen them done this earlier, but that's kind of a shoulda, coulda, wanna statement. Um, I don't think they wanted anybody to get hurt. I don't think that they wanted anybody to die. Um, I don't think that they ever thought, you know, well, you know, obviously anything can happen, but I don't really think that they wanted these types of things to happen. So, you know, the reaction sometimes, you know, in motorsports, there's sometimes more of a reaction than there is, uh, you know, being proactive uh, to incidents. And I think this was a reactive uh, statement by IndyCar to put these on uh, the driver's cockpits to, to help maybe prevent some of these issues in the future. Absolutely. We're talking with Steve Wilson, Speedway Digest. Steve, again, I appreciate you taking some time to, to join us. I know you're feeling a little bit underneath the weather, and so we do definitely want you to know we appreciate it. Let's kind of uh, move on over to uh, NASCAR. Uh, certainly we'll get into the races uh, in Dover this weekend, but let's take a, a peek into the uh, uh, Gander Truck Series. Uh, all eyes are on Brett Moffat, Austin uh, Hill, Ross Chastain, and Stuart Fresson. Uh, those are who we're watching in the Truck Series. What say you, sir? I think we've got a very strong contingent at this point. Uh, it's a little bit sad that um, Johnny Slaughter and Brad Anfinger were, were put out of the playoffs after engine issues that that, inflict, that were inflicted upon not just Thor Sport but other teams by a common engine supplier who admitted fault to uh, problems with uh, the engineering in their engines for, for that event. Um, NASCAR did deny a, a, a waiver that would have allowed uh, Grant Enfinger and um, Johnny Sauter to continue on through the next round uh, on a waiver type as they have done in the past. Um, but, you know, we, we've got to move forward. We've got to move on. Uh, this is a very strong contingent. It really is. Uh, Brett Moffat over at GMS Racing, he's uh, he picked up exactly where he left off at um, Austin Hill. That's uh, with HRE, the defending champions in the sport. Um, they have shown that with a small team, they can do a lot of different things. Um, and I think all the same can be said for uh, both uh, uh, well, um, Ross Chastain also, who uh, that Nice Motorsports team is. Uh, starting to become a powerhouse in the sport. They're starting to getting the needed help that they um, so desperately needed 
um, to really field a competitive team. And um, you also got Stuart Friesen, who's, uh, you know, that dirt car guy that um, has been in the truck series. And, you know, the one common factor between at least the majority of the contenders in the sport is is that they're getting some kind of help from GMS Racing, which uh, seems to be the powerhouse in the truck series at this point. We're talking with Steve Wilson, editor-in-chief of Speedway Digest. Steve, October, the best month of the year. Uh, that's because it's uh, – I don't know how many times in, in a, in a two-hour period I'm going to say this, but it's the it's the month of my birth. I'll be 51 years old in on October 23rd. So October is the best month of the, of the year. But not only because of that, but the MLBs in the playoffs – but not only is the MLB in the playoffs, NASCAR's in the playoffs, Xfinity Series in the playoffs, and rolling to Dover International uh, Speedway, uh, certainly with uh, Christopher Bell, Cole Custer, uh, Tyler Reddick, uh, Austin Cedric, uh, Justin Allgaier, uh, Chase Briscoe, and Noah Grissom, and Michael Annette all rounding out who we're watching in the playoff series with the Xfinity Series, sir. Uh, let's talk playoffs. Let's talk NASCAR. Let's talk Xfinity. Let's talk Dover. What say you? Well, I My think went off. I, I was I was going off so much. Siri decided to talk chime in. I forgot <laughs> that she was going to call in the show. Go right ahead. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, when it comes to Chris Rebell, uh, you look at what he's done this season already. He's got about five or six different wins. Uh, multiple tracks, so he's he's very tough, and that Joker's racing team right now is probably one of the toughest to beat that there is out there. Um, but you know, Tyler, Tyler Reddick and Richard Childress Racing seem to be able to to pick that flag up a little bit and give them a, a pretty good run for their money and. Uh, for for both their efforts, they're going to be building up into the Cup Series in 2020. Uh, Reddick already a previous champion himself, and trying to defend that championship. Uh, Christopher Bell trying to win his first Xfinity Series championship. We'll see both of them in in, in Homestead later on this year, and uh, I, I do I do think that. Um, you know, whoever whoever ends up the champion, um, I think we're picking up a pretty we're picking up pretty good drivers when it comes to the Cup Series. No, absolutely, and, and you know it does sound like you're you're uh, not feeling well. So let's just go ahead, and then uh, what I want you to do, let's just go ahead and. Uh, uh, jump to the uh, Monster Energy Series, Dover. Give us some final thoughts, uh, and I'll, I'll let you off the hook early. I I uh, I appreciate you taking some time, but I know you're not feeling good, buddy. So just uh, go ahead and, and, and uh, summarize some uh, Monster Energy Series for us, and we'll let you uh, rest that voice of yours, sir. Um, so, sorry, I'm, I'm just trying to compose my thoughts. But yeah, um, the, the oh, Monster Energy Series come, come, coming in. This is the first round of 12 that we saw uh, Alex Bowman just sneak in last week after um, a hard-fought fight um, with uh, a, a Chase Elliott and others, and Ryan Newman just falling just right outside. So I, I think that 
I think coming into Denver, this is a perfect place because it kind of um, this kind of plays a go between. Um, not there's drivers can't come in and slack off by any means whatsoever, but and I I think it's kind of imperative also that they come into Dover and really a lot of these drivers are trying to clinch that win because they know that next week they're going to go to Talladega and almost anything can happen down there and they can really put you out of your championship hopes. Um, so a win this weekend is gonna is gonna solidify your effort at least into the next round or at least be able to get you behind um, Talladega at this point. Um, it's a high banked fast track, but you know chaos can occur very very quickly uh, on this track. So you you have to be mindful of the fact that you can be caught up in uh, somebody else's incident at Dover just as you can at Talladega, and because the track isn't but so wide, uh, and you come off these very very steep bankings at high speeds, um, we've seen these massive collisions um, that have ended people's days and people's championship hopes. Um, but really, uh, I, I, you know, right now, I, I'm still kind of fighting with the fact of who are, who we're going to see in Homestead. I mean, I, I, I've got a couple of good ideas. Uh, I think with uh, Troex winning twice uh, back-to-back at Vegas and Richmond uh, has kind of solidified my mindset that he will probably make his way to, to Homestead later on this year. Um, and, and I'm I'm still trying I'm still trying to put together my final four at this point, but uh, you know Dover, Dover is a weekend and that you know it's close to home for Truex himself, uh, being his home track, and I think uh, I think him coming in this weekend um, he would be my pick. Well, well, we'll certainly see how how it plays out for us. Again, I appreciate you taking some time uh, uh, to to join us today. I know you weren't you weren't feeling well. I hope your nationals do well, and hope you ha- you have yourself a good uh, race weekend. I uh, really do appreciate you jumping on, Steve. But where can people find your work and your masterpieces? You can follow us at Speedway Digest on Twitter, Facebook.com/slash/SpeedwayDigest/SpeedwayDigest.com. Absolutely, and we'll make sure that uh, we retweet a lot of stuff that you that, that you do. Get to feel a better man. All right, I'm gonna try to. All right, buddy, we'll talk with you soon. All right, thanks a lot. All right, everybody. Steve Wilson, editor in chief of Speedway Digest, real trooper. He'd say he wasn't feeling good. He said he was underneath the weather, but man, I feel I feel like I feel like the jerk. The jerk store just called my phone. They said they're out of me, man. I know. Crucify me. He just said he didn't feel good. He said he could come on. So, oh, oh, no, no. <laughs> my name's my name's Sean Mark with Sal Presidente. 917-889-8516 is our digits. Give us a call. Ringy ding ding. Uh, we got about 20 minutes. You and I hanging out, cuddling, doing the fire, uh, fires, uh, fireside chat, if you will. Uh, coffee, grab your coffee, stick around. It's getting even better, isn't it? Man, man, I gotta return the call to this jerk store. I'll be right back.
National Guard is a reserve component of the United States Air Force and serves alongside active duty Air Force members in times of a national crisis. In addition, the Air Guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities. The reason people join the Air Guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country, money for college, travel, new job skills, and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country, but I didn't want to be far away from my family, so the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? Call 1-800-841-3103 or visit online at goang.com to find out more. Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom. It's double trouble, double the fun. At African Safari Wildlife Park in Port Clinton, Ohio, see the largest antelope on Earth, the giant eland, and the ugliest creature on Earth, the African warthog. There's so much to see and do, including the Midwest's only drive-through safari. Feed the animals. See live educational shows. Feel the excitement. Have your picture taken with a python or cockatoo. Feel the adventure. Shop the Symbol Lodge gift shop with items available from around the globe. Visit the snack bar or picnic facilities. Enjoy a pony or camel ride. Or cheer your favorite porker on to victory in the famous Pork Chop Down. Bring your family to see the rare and exotic animals at African Safari Wildlife Park in Portland, Ohio. Just take Route 2 to the Route 53 North exit and follow the sign. Only 17 miles west of Cedar Point via Route 6. Open every day, rain or shine. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be confusing. Like Swedish techno confusing. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Dance with me, purple cow. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Ooh, you lovely cow. Geico makes it easy. With 24-7 access, all you have to do is go to Geico.com and you can save money on car insurance. It just makes sense. Unlike, you know. Dance with me, purple cow. I like your mood. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be hard. Like early 90s heavy metal hard. I'm yelling and screaming and I'm loud. Roar. Geico makes it easy. You can review and update your policy or report a claim on Geico.com or the Geico mobile app. Because shouldn't we all have a little less stress in our lives? I'm not even upset about anything. All right, rolling right along on a Saturday morning. My name is Tom Mark Lazell, Presidente. Welcome back to The Balance of 917-889-8516. is our digits. Give us a call. You want to talk some baseball, NASCAR, IndyCar, football? It does not matter. Appreciate Steve Wilson joining us. I called the jerk store. Got them all loaded up. Ready to go. Man. God. I had no idea that he that he was feeling so rough, but that's okay. 
That's okay. I texted him, told him I'm sorry. He said we cool, we good. So we, we're 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 in the thick of things. It's, it's October. Like I said throughout the show today, that uh, it's the best month of the year, right? Fall, the the unless you're in Indiana, and then you know the the weather goes from 90 to 55, like it's all state trooper or something, but. <laughs> But, hey, we've got a nice little breeze going. It's, it's probably, I don't really know what the temperature is. It's a little bit warmer than 55. It's going to be a nice day here in Indianapolis, uh, which is where we uh, hometowned out our home game at here in Indianapolis, Indiana, high atop the Valance Studios in the west suburbs of Indianapolis, Indiana. We are in the thick of things. With, with October comes playoffs for the MLB. And, I mean, we get so caught up in all the other sports, and MLB is such a long season. I love baseball. I think anybody that knows that knows that I'm a huge baseball fan, a big Cardinals fan. Um, certainly, they're 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 all tied up at uh, one and one. Uh, one to the Cardinals, one to the Braves. Taking it back to St. Louis tomorrow. We'll see what happens. The Rays and the Astros. There's a series to watch right there because I'm going to tell you what. There is a World Series contender coming out of that series. Whoever wins that series, I'm confident, is going to the World Series. I'm still on the bandwagon of the Houston Astros. They seem totally unstoppable in the National League. And I I, I say that with much love to my Cardinals because I don't think even they could stop them. I don't think the Dodgers could stop them. The Dodgers are on fire in the National League. We'll get into more talk with this here at the bottom of of the – of the show with Mo from the BS Sports Show. We'll talk a little bit with Ed Kratz, uh, who's the beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles, SI.com, our official NFL contributor. Uh, but uh, certainly he, he follows baseball, covers a little bit of the Phillies uh, too. So we'll talk them more of the baseball uh, thing. But then last night, Dim Yanks, the pinstripes going up. I mean, uh, the Twins going down to um, – the Bronx, man. I tell you what, as we, as we talked a little bit with Steve Wilson, man. But, but this this has not been a surprise this year with the New York Yankees. The Yankees have been total domination in the American League pretty much since day one. Yeah, they've had their ups and flows or their ups and downs, but overall, when you look at their entire season, you look at their entire roster, the Yankees are unstoppable in the American League. But yet they might be. So we'll see what what happens. Also, uh, the Nationals and the Dodgers. Nationals and Dodgers tied up 1-1. That's uh, Steve Wilson's team. The the Nationals, of course, he's based down there in Virginia, just a little bit outside of the nation's capital, uh, which is where uh, the Nationals play. So we've got us a day of baseball. We are going to figure out who's going to be in the American League uh, Championship, in the National League Championship. We're going to see who's going to be going to the World Series. It is October, again, the best month of the year. Because, hey, that's that's the the month of my birth. Although I do have to share with my awesome twin sister. But other than that, Get all good. Nine one seven eight eight nine eight five one six. So we're, we're going to be 
tightly glued to these uh, to these games. And of course, uh, we're going to see what happens with my Cardinals. I, I think we'll get past the Braves, and we'll see uh, what happens. Are we going to are we going to meet the the Nationals? We're going to meet the Dodgers. I don't know, but we'll we'll figure it all out as we roll out, roll on along. NBA's getting their season uh, kind of cranked and yanked. Uh, the um, the the Pacers, the Indiana Pacers, are home card. They're uh, they're in Dubai, India. I mean, do we associate the NBA with with India? I don't know. Maybe we do cricket. Maybe I I, would, I think it would make more sense to play a baseball game because it's very similar to cricket in India. But I digress. That's that's normal for me to do. Going to be talking a little bit of NFL too. Coming up here in the next half hour, uh, we're going to have Rick Reagan, our official college football contributor, going to be joining us talking some Notre Dame football and college football top twenty-five. I was up in Notre Dame last weekend. I tell you what, what an incredible experience that was, and what a great game that was against Virginia top twenty-five team. I believe they got Murray State on the docket this week. Tony Donahue from the Tony D podcast is going to join us as all. Well. We're going to. We're going to be uh, moving hats around, fast-moving parts, so just buckle up. It's going to get good here in about 15 minutes or so. We're going to be talking MLB. We're going to be talking NFL and college football uh, as well. But just a little bit on for you uh, fantasy football guys on the NFL. Play Matthews out four to six weeks with broke jaw. And did you guys see last week with the Colts? Did you see Brissett? Uh, uh, I think I say that right. Brissett? Anyway, the idiot from Oakland Raiders. When the first time this has happened? It happened with the Bengals. It happened, I think when he played with the Jets. But uh, anyway, it's, it's happened many multiple times where he's got ejected for targeting. And it's lucky that, that Jack Doyle was not hurt way hurt really bad. But – Anyway, he's he's out for the year. So if you got him on your, if you got Vontez Versett Burfitz Anyway, he's out. I don't need to know how to uh, say his name. We're also going to be talking about uh, number eighteen US, US, UFC uh, loses to unranked Cincinnati Bearcats. What a shakeup that is in the college football top twenty-five. Huge, huge uh, win. Um, for Cincinnati and you know and that's gonna that that's probably well it certainly is going to kick him out of any hopes of talks for the playoffs but that very one game might very well kick them out of even talks of being in a bowl game in in the 2019 bowl season uh so that's that's pretty pretty huge news we'll also get into that uh with with Rick Riggin and our our college football team and guru here uh, coming up here in just a few minutes um certainly the 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 tampa bay's rays lost to the astros astros are tough of course they lost in game one we'll see what what happens as we move forward but this but the rays and the astros are probably two of the toughest teams right now to to uh go go against so we'll see what happens? Those are the teams that those are the two teams outside of maybe the Yankees and the Dodgers that everybody's paying attention to. But hey, you know what? I'm not jinxing my boys. I'm not jinxing my birds. My birds are flying. 
we're going to fly right on out of here, out of at least out of uh, Atlanta. We'll see what happens, man. We're going to we're going to get all tingled up at the traffic jam. We'll see. I mean, a lot of tough teams. American League's tough, tough. So we'll see what happens with the American League and and who who they get in the World Series because we're going to know here in just a couple weeks. Who's who's going to be in the World Series? Man, time flies. NBA uh, talk. Um, going back to the Pacers being in India, there's actually a legitimate talk, conversation uh, happening to expand. And, and we see this across. We see this across the board, and more in NFL and NBA than we do MLB. But we do certainly see the conversation in MLB about it being a global organization, one organization, which I just think that's just a mammoth task. So certainly they're experimenting with different countries. Obviously we know that it's quite frequent now every year. There's a few games over in England, uh, in London. We're seeing that happening this week as well. Uh, It's kind of odd they're starting it at the same time they'd be starting here in the States. Uh, So uh, I, I just think that, it's okay if you want to have an international sports league, but I just think it's just going to be too demanding on either team. Once you establish the teams in London or India or wherever it be to make their trip across the Atlantic or the Pacific, wherever they're coming across from in whichever direction, the team doing the traveling, it's, it's gotta be, cause you've got to give like, for example, the NFL, They've got it down, but you've got to give it at least three to five day travel time. Then you got practice and you got walkthrough. I mean, it's almost literally you end one game and you're on a plane and you're headed overseas. And it's just, it's a mammoth task. And it, I don't know how many people that are listening here may have traveled overseas, but the jet lag is real. It's the real deal, and that's going to affect teams. So we'll see what happens there. But certainly the NBA is hoping to launch a professional league in India. Uh, of course, the Pacers are out in Mumbai, India, um, and they're, they're playing today. I think they played really early this morning and probably on their way back. But nonetheless, nonetheless we'll see what happens. We'll be monitoring that situation. 917-889-8516 is our digits. About 10 minutes, we're going to kick things off with um, Rick Riggin and Tony Donahue. And uh, you guys can, can stop hearing me, hearing me jibber-jabber. Also in the NFL, OBJ gives reason for uh, restraint in the Marion Humphrey incident. So we, we will talk about that with Ed Kratz, um, who's also our official IndyCar – I mean, woo, our official NFL contributor, uh, SI.com and beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles. Jaguars uh, defensive tackle Marcel Darris uh, cited for marijuana possession. You know, here in Indianapolis, Indiana, it's, 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 it's not legal to smoke marijuana as it is in some states, but the, here in our, our home county, uh, Marion County says, uh, we're, we're not going to, we're, we're done prosecuting for simple marijuana cases. So, I mean, maybe he just needs to go play for the Broncos. Everything be legal there. But anyway, um, Jaguars defensive tackle Marcel Darris uh, cited for marijuana possessions. The Vikings find wide receiver Stefan Diggs uh, for skipping practice in a meeting. 
that's okay, I guess. I mean, but are you really affecting their livelihood if you find them a little bit of money? I don't know. Don't think so. But I tell you what, MLB postseason's here. We got in the NCAA football, college football top twenty-five. We got it all. Rick Riggin, our official college football contributor, he's got his own walk-up song and everything. He's pretty freaking cool. <laughs> he's been on the show for a long time. He's down in my in my hometown of Eville, Indiana, and just about three hours south. West of uh, Indianapolis here. So we'll see what happens. We've got a whole day of sports to do today, too. we got NASCAR. We've got some baseball, football tomorrow. Man, it's good. It's all good. Of course, like I said, we do have an IndyCar champion. Congratulations to Joseph Newgarden. We're catching up a little bit because we did take the week off last week as I was up in Notre Dame uh, for the uh, Notre Dame Fighting Irish game against Virginia. That was a great game, first of all. But the whole experience of being it, it, on the Notre Dame campus, man, I was on full full load of j- adrenaline going all day on Saturday. We stayed the, the night just about 40 miles from South Bend. Rolled on in there before dawn. Got into the tailgate lot. Got set up. And see, here's the thing. At South Bend, you can't, I mean, at Notre Dame, you can't buy alcohol inside the stadium there. You have to, there's certain designated areas for tailgates, which you can certainly engage in in drinking. Which, hey, if you're going to tailgate, win in Rome, right? I'm going to tell you, nobody... And I know I, I'm, we're all over the country, so I know we're going to have Alabama fans. We're gonna, I'm going to get these tweets. To, hey, man, we tailgate too, blah, 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 blah. Okay. In my experience, the best tailgating college football atmosphere, Notre Dame, it was unreal. It was off the chain. Uh, Rick Riggin, big Notre Dame fan, and he will, he, he will contest it. I was, I was I was in a hundred percent selfie mode, man. I was sending pictures all day long, every day, to to Rick and other friends, and just saying, "Yeah, got to touch the Heisman." It's a pretty big deal. Uh, just the whole environment, the regatta, the the chapel. I mean, it's an experience, and the game the game is just part of that experience. It's just part of that. It's, I, it's on my bucket list. i got other things on my bucket list, too. Uh, one of my things on the bucket list is get down there to, I think it's Tennessee, go on that bourbon trail, buy, buy myself a barrel of bourbon, but it takes years for it to, to age. So, well, maybe not a whole barrel, but, hey, you know, you, you can do that. So it's another thing on my bucket list. But that Notre Dame game was on my bucket list. My name is Tom Marquis, El Presidente. We are kicking things off. College football weekend is here. We'll be right back with Rick Reagan, our official college football contributor, as well as uh, Tony Donahue from the Tony D podcast. We're going to be talking some uh, more MLB World Series bound teams. 
Who's it going to be in the World Series? We're going to be talking about the college football top 25, all the games on the docket today, and as well, we're going to sprinkle in a little bit of NFL talk. My name's Tom Marquisel, Presidente. We'll be right back. 917-889-8516 is our digit. Stick around. Ooh, you lovely 
Geico makes it easy. With 24-7 access, all you have to do is go to geico.com and you can save money on car insurance. It just makes sense. Unlike, you know. Dance with me, purple cow. I like your mood. When you don't go to geico.com, car insurance can be hard. Like early 90s heavy metal hard. I'm yelling and screaming and I'm laughing. Geico makes it easy. You can review and update your policy or report a claim on geico.com or the Geico mobile app. Because shouldn't we all have a little less stress in our lives? I'm not even upset about anything. Riggins' official walk-up song is underway. Rick Riggin, our official college football contributor. How are you, sir? Hey, pretty good. That's a great jam for being like 20 years old. Hey, man. 20, is, is that song really 20 years old? I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, that song. Honestly, that when you said it to me, that old. was like the first time I'd ever heard it. So, Yeah, yeah, yeah TKY is an old band. They've been around since like the you know they've been around since the nineties. I bet that song is about twenty years old. Wow. Well, I'll be fifty-one in a couple of weeks, and I had not heard the song until you sent it to me. I've got to expand my my uh, my rock and rock and music. I tell you what, though, <laughs> and we're we're standing by for Tony Donahue of uh, the Tony D podcast, and we'll we'll bring him in as soon as he jumps on. I know you're a big Notre Dame fan, and. And I'm the I was the Notre Dame rookie, and you're like, pace yourself, man. It's not even daylight yet. <laughs> yeah, man, but what a great experience. <laughs> Pardon me. I, that's what I say. You got to pace yourself there. I mean, you you asking me to tailgate? What should you do? tailgate and then do this or that? And like, well, if you're going to want to do all that, you need like at least a couple days because you can't see the sights and then tailgate and then go to the game all in the same day. You have to do one or the other. Or leave yourself a couple of days. Oh my God, you could not be any more right. So I was on full one hundred percent adrenaline, man. Blah, 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 blah. And uh, we stayed the, the night in Rochester, uh, about forty miles or so from forty miles or so south of uh, South Bend. Rolled it in there before before dawn, and it was just full speed ahead. It hit me on Sunday, dude. I was like. Total paralyzed. I mean, I mean, uh, my friend Melissa was over here. We were grilling. I was just like, I gotta go sleep early. I mean, I had grilled broths and everything, and didn't even didn't even eat them until the next day. Man, I was out like a light. I mean, I could I I barely made it through the Colts game. It was rough. It was rough. I mean, but it was you well. go you go to. So wherever you park at, however far off campus, well, you parked at the golf course. That's right there. I par- I, but, yeah, I parked at the golf course, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, you go to the bookstore, you go see the dome, the grotto, you make your way around uh, the library, you know. Before you know it, know it you, you've walked like six miles. 
or seven well, that's miles. What and that's where <laughs> that's where my steps was was like twelve thousand steps, five miles, and two uh, two levels. Yeah, so I didn't get into I'm, the library. Saying, you need to, you got to pace yourself there because that place will let you know where you stand in life as far as your health goes. <laughs> I know. Uh, it, it let me know that I'm 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 on death's bed. No, uh, but uh, there was I didn't get into the library. Went by the library. Of course, they give you this little map of where you're going, and you know, one thing, which you know is cool, but I didn't realize it until I got in there. And it's really neat how they've done it, but every building looks exactly the same the same brick, everything. It's just yeah, like, cool. did we just see this building? Wait, no, it's not that building. And you're like looking on your little map, looking at the building number, <laughs> but the library hey, but- was. Good. Yeah, I was going to say, you did, you did go to the library. I thought you said you didn't get to go to the library. No, we walked by the library. didn't go in the library. went to the bookstore. Right, yeah, but you did. You didn't go in the library. There's no need to go in the library, but you was at the library. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah I thought you meant to go in there. No, we didn't go in there, but, but no, one no, of the, the highlights. Library, so, the, the, the library is the mural touchdown Jesus. So you use that right, the library. Yeah. You just didn't go in. I was there. I just well, I didn't go inside the building. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's there's no need to go in, inside. You know, for us Irish fans, we just stay outside and pose in front of touchdown Jesus. Hey, you know what? I did take your advice and I didn't do the touchdown symbol. So not to do that. I did. Good. For for some reason, us real Irish fans that, that annoys the hell out of us. I don't know why. I don't know why it does, but it does. <laughs> but you're right. Everybody and their mother is, is is doing that. And our seat, Touchdown Jesus, was just right up above that. But, I mean, probably out of all the, the cool stuff that happened, meeting Jack Landry was totally unexpected. There he was right there. And um, uh, well, there was another Notre Dame legend there. My, my brain escapes me on who it was, but <laughs> Oh, come on, Tom. I mean, Jack Landry's cool, but this other guy escapes you was Daniel Rudiger. Come on, man. That's right, Daniel <laughs> Rudiger. Sorry. And they brought him out on the field. It's Rudy. They were, they were, that's right. It's I Rudy. Know, that's what I'm saying. I, I just spaced <laughs> my mind, brother. No, I didn't even see him there. Didn't even see him. They they brought him out on the field, but, yeah, I didn't even see him there. But that was just uh, uh, an amazing time. So, yeah, I, I, t- I like I said earlier, put it on your bucket list. Go to Notre Dame. I mean, I don't care where you're located. In it. And talking about tailgating, I know that I'm going to get these tweets. Oh, Alabama t- uh, tailgates better this. T- okay, everybody tailgates awesome, but when you go to the actual tailgate lot at Notre Dame, where everybody's in their mama is tailgating and have big go going there for 30 years, I was just like, because you know you can't buy alcohol in there. So I packed some stuff with the car, but I parked at the golf course, which we're tailgating, but it was mild compared to going to the other lot, which is where we were at. And I was like, hey, I'll buy an alcoholic beverage. No, just make a contribution because we can't sell it. <laughs> so I was making contributions all day right. long. <laughs> and the shot skis. So Here. I digress. I digress. But let's talk a little bit about that game. Let's get on get on target here. Uh but we've got to get our pop culture in. Have you seen the Joker? I haven't seen it yet. Everybody on Twitter loves it, so I'm probably 
I might go see it tomorrow. I'm going to go see it soon, but I haven't seen it yet. I saw the trailer. So I, I have to admit, freely admit, uh, die on the sword here. I don't follow all of the uh, Marvel and uh, comic book hero stuff. I don't get into a lot of that. Now, I like Batman, like way back when Batman, but it just seemed like everything went dark, and I saw Dark Knight, which whatever. But I watched the trailer, and it seems like a really dark show, but it seems more like a how he became the Joker and why he became the Joker. And I mean, it's dark. I mean, he's obviously mentally un- unstable, but I, I know you go see those all the time, so I was going to get your thoughts on that, but yeah. I think I'm going to go see it, yeah, maybe well, this weekend or next weekend. Batman is supposed to be dark. It's supposed to be a dark comic. So, you know, the last ones, the last three with Christian Bale, uh, those are awesome. All three are awesome. You know, the Heath Ledger Joker, great. Uh, I'm already seeing on Twitter they're comparing uh, the Heath Ledger Joker and Joaquin Phoenix Joker to uh, – that's the movie equivalent of uh, Kobe and Jordan. So pretty great Jokers. So I, I, I see everything is uh, – on Twitter, everybody loves it. They say Joaquin just won an Oscar for this, so basically next time the Oscars come out, whatever that is, I don't watch award shows, but I guess we'll get yeah. the Oscar for the Joker, so I'm definitely going to, going to go see it. Well, yeah, and I mean, it looks pretty dark, but it's it's like um, – well, and then the – I guess the, the whole intrigue was the Department of Justice issued a, a warning that this is a pretty extreme movie. And the other Joker, he killed himself because he was so in character. And and I guess, you know, this guy said it didn't really bother him, but I guess to get into character of Joker, I mean, it almost it almost consumes you to almost a possession point. Well, the reason for the uh, the warning by the Department of Justice was because of the shooting in Colorado movie theater where the dude dressed as a Joker. And shot at the movie theater, killed a bunch of people, you know, when the second Batman mm-hmm. movie came out. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, I'm going to check it out. I, 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 like I said, I'm, I have to admit I'm not a, a diehard uh, uh, Marvel and the other comic book things, but we're going to check it out. Well, let's get on track here, Rick Riggett. I don't know what happened to Tony Donahue. Maybe he got ate by the same alligators that Matthew Embry got ate by. I mean, those alligators are going wild this weekend. So Tony Donahue of the Tony D podcast was supposed to join us, but um, he's not there. So well, let's talk. Let's because we were already on Notre Dame. We'll get into college football top twenty-five. Notre Dame, Virginia. Let's talk the substance of that game. I was there. Obviously, that was a great game. Uh, but the first half was kind of a a, a tit for tat. Uh, obviously Virginia ranked, but the second half, total domination by Notre Dame, and it wasn't the offense. It was certainly the secondary and the defense uh, with Notre Dame. What great fun that was to be at that game, but let's let's uh, let's put our media hats on and let's break down that game. Yeah, well, uh, Perkins, the quarterback for Virginia, you know he's a great athlete. I mean, they talked him up for the game. You know he's a great dual-threat quarterback. He made all the throws in the first half. I don't know what the game plan was against him uh, for Clark Lee and the Irish, what they put together uh, to try to contain him a bit. But all these little six-yard and eight-yard throws, they turned into bigger gains. All those throws were on the money. So you have to give them credit. I mean, he I'm not sure how great of a passer he really is. He's definitely a, a great dual-threat quarterback. But he made all the throws in the first half and had the Irish against the ropes. 
Well, absolutely. So Notre Dame, obviously, uh, we, we like to call these uh, practice games for the bowl game. Uh, they've got Bowling, uh, Bowling Green. I said Murray earlier, so I do apologize. I said, I said the wrong team. But they got Bowling Green this weekend. Uh, certainly, you know, but, you know what we saw was anything can happen in college football. Anything can absolutely happen in college football. Uh, we'll talk about this game in a minute. Big win at Cincinnati over UCF. That's going to kick them out of any hopes of playoffs possibly even any hopes of, of getting into a bowl game. But Bowling, Bowling Green is up in South Bend um, today at 3.30. What are your thoughts? Well, I mean, if you're a betting man, I wouldn't bet the spread in this game. Uh, I, Brian Kelly just isn't that type of head coach. Although they did it a couple weeks ago, bring the score up on, on a team. But uh, I, the spread's like 45 points here. So I wouldn't bet that. I, if if you're into that kind of thing, I never really got into the sports betting, but Brian Kelly just and now that, that it's legal coach, in Indiana, so. you. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, actually, I'm going to check out the new sports book today here in Evansville. There one, there's one opened up. I'm going with the buddy to go check it out today. But you know, I'm just going to go check it out and maybe have a drink or something and yeah, see what's all they, see what it's all about. But I w- I would not have to spread in this game today because Brian Kelly is just going to lay on the ball at some point in this game at 45 points. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, no. This is a game you want to you you want to, you want to stay away from as far as betting goes, and we've got uh, uh, sport books uh, opening up here in downtown Indianapolis as well. So I'm going to be uh, checking that out. I mean, I like to. I can't say that I, I don't. I have it illegally bet because uh, well I have, but you know, come come and find me now, right? No, it's very legal to do it now, which is only makes sense. I mean, why it never was just I. I I don't know, but okay. So let's move on into some of these top twenty-five games. Obviously, uh, with, the, with the college football top twenty-five, Bama uh, coming up at number one in the AP poll. Coaches poll Bama. A lot of times, you see the differences uh, between. I've not seen a big difference other than when we get to to the number four slot um, with uh, the coaches poll being Oklahoma in the AP poll being Ohio State. As we've talked about, these polls don't really matter right now, but they certainly give us. A, a guide point. Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, Ohio State, LSU round, round out the top five in the AP. Coaches, Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, Oklahoma, Ohio State, what say you? Yeah, they don't really matter right now. Uh, if Just by the eyeball test is basically what everybody gets to go off of right now. I wouldn't even put Clemson in the top five. Uh, LSU, Bama, Georgia, Ohio State, Oklahoma, uh, all those schools, I think, if they line up against Clemson right now, would just dominate Clemson. Uh, it's kind of that same feeling, I hate to say it, with Notre Dame last year. You knew they were a, a great team last year, but not just one of those elite teams that can get over the hump. Clemson feels like that this year. Uh, I don't believe they're a top-five team, but it doesn't really matter until, like, week eight comes out. Week eight is when the uh, playoff rankings start coming out. So it doesn't matter until then. But they're, for the eyeball test, for me personally – uh, Clemson is not a top five team. Well, let's uh, play the homer card before we get into today's game. Uh, certainly, last uh, week we saw uh, Michigan State, uh, uh, obviously n- number twenty-five against IU, but good game against IU. IU football. I mean, I know I'm an IU fan because I'm an IU alumni. I'm, I'm a, I bleed uh, uh, Crimson, and I know you like IU as well. But I thought that IU played a very good game against a very good Michigan State. Uh, uh, Rutgers uh, come, goes down south to Bloomington. Uh, I think the Rutgers, uh, again, is Rutgers. So, IU, uh, 
we we would think has a, a pretty good practice win today. Yeah, I always laugh at Rutgers because uh, they claim to be, be the birthplace of college football, and I think the first college football game was actually played at Rutgers. Uh, if you go on Twitter and look up Rutgers, it's not even called Rutgers. It's called the birthplace because it's the birthplace of college football. But football has died at Rutgers. Uh, they don't even belong in Division One. Uh, so they're going to get, probably get smacked around by IU today, which is pretty sad. And I don't don't mean anything bad by that, to you know, as far as IU goes. But if you're the birthplace of college football and that's what you're trying to build your legacy on, wouldn't you do everything you possibly could to like compete in college football? But they definitely can't. They shouldn't be Division One. They definitely shouldn't be the Big Ten. Uh, they should probably be a Group of Five team at, at most. But uh, I, their Twitter account always cracks me up because they don't even call themselves records. They call themselves the, the birthplace. My buddy Derek Schultz at the Aquarius Schultz Show, he's, he always calls it Rucker, and he's, he's from that neck of the woods. And he's like, because they haven't earned the S yet. <laughs> I love it. They're bad. He's an IU guy, too. Big uh, 10 matchup, or probably one of the best Big 10 matchups of the day, Big 10-10 matches it up, and that's Purdue at Penn State. Uh, Penn State obviously ranked number 12. Purdue uh, falling a little bit behind the eight ball as far as where we thought they would be at this year, uh, but certainly kind of still in the ballpark where, where we thought they'd be at this year. But Penn State certainly very tough, number 12 team. Uh, they host the Purdue Boilermakers. Look for Penn State to uh, play a very good game here, but speaking of betting, I would also stay stay clear of this game. Yeah, I think Purdue needs to start looking to their head coach and uh, start going a different route here because uh, Brom definitely isn't getting it done at Purdue. Um, as far as right now, they just need to stick to being a, a basketball school and worry about basketball because I, I'm starting to think as long as Brom is there, they are not going to get anything done at Purdue. I know they've had some big wins. Uh, it doesn't mean much, though, if you can't put a, a, a nice program together, get yourself eight, nine, ten wins a season or something like that. You know, they beat Ohio State last year, which is a nice program win, but nothing's come out of it. So I think you start looking at Jeff Brom there and maybe uh, looking at your options of getting another head coach. All right, let's get into the college football top 25. Rick Rickin, our official college football contributor, 917-889-8516 is our digit side. Don't know what happened to Tony D. Uh, we'll publicly shame him, uh, he, but that's okay. You know, we'll, we'll catch up with him. Maybe he'll call in the next half hour. Uh, maybe he didn't get ate by alligators. I think Matthew Embry did get ate by alligators. Uh, but let's <laughs> – uh, Bama and Clemson are off this weekend, so that brings us down to number three, Georgia at Tennessee. Big news out of Tennessee this week. Uh, um, uh player from Tennessee gets arrested. I I should have had that open here, but I don't. Uh, but uh, basically, he said, where I'm from, we shoot cops. Not, not a good look for the University of Tennessee, obviously hosting number three, Georgia. That game is is going to be over before it even starts, but certainly the other storyline there is the arrest of that Tennessee player and the comment that he made that's caught on video that's went viral now. Yeah, I, I know since then he's publicly apologized. It was also not a good look for Tennessee with Jeremy Pruitt on the phone with him while he's being arrested. I don't remember what the context of that conversation, but it all wasn't a great look for Tennessee. I, I know before this arrest happened, uh, Phil Fulmer, you know, the legendary coach for Tennessee, he's the athletic director there now, and he, he's still 100% behind Jeremy Pruitt at Tennessee. So 
If that's still the case, I mean, cool, because I think continuity is a, a a great thing, especially in college football. But at some point, you start got to start cutting ties. This is year two. Uh, I don't know if year three is going to be any better, but as far as the Georgia game today, uh, this is not going to be a good day for Tennessee. No, it's not. So let's talk about a game that's really going to matter, Ohio State Buckeyes against the Michigan State. Now, I want to go back to last week's game. Now, we're going to see two different teams, because uh, I think you prepare differently for Ohio State than you do for Indiana. But if we see the same Michigan State game, Michigan State team, Ohio State's going to have no problem. But at the same time, I don't think we saw the real Michigan State last week against uh, Bloomington. So I think that Ohio State will give them, I mean, will we'll have a tough time on the road up, up there in um, Lansing. It's all, it's all tonight on ABC. Uh, but Ohio State, uh, the Ohio State University against uh, Sparty, number 25, Michigan State. What say you, sir? Okay, for this Ohio State talk right here, do you have the ability to take this soundbite and cut it out and, and send it to me a little bit later on today if you have time? What I'm going to say about Ohio State right here. I, I can, yeah. Can you do I can that? Do whatever you need. Yes. What do you need me yeah. to do? Okay. All right. Take this whole Ohio State conversation we're about to have and <laughs> cut it down to just this Ohio State talk and then send it to me later today and we'll send it to a buddy. And it'll okay. be cool to have Adam Jivett in here too. But uh, here's here's what I'm going to say about Ohio State. Ready? This is where you where you're going to start cutting the uh, the clip down, sending it to me. Uh, I think <laughs> right, Ohio I got State. You marked here. I, all right, I think Ohio State just might be the best team in the country this year. And whatever the spread is, and, and I don't know what the spread is in that Michigan State game tonight, but Ohio State is going, probably going to double or triple, triple that spread and win by at least 30-plus in East Lansing because I think Ohio State is that talented. They are the fastest team I've seen. They're really physical. Chase Young is a beast on the defensive end. He is nobody's talking about him, which is nuts to me. He is going to be the number one draft pick. Everybody wants to talk about Tua or one of these quarterbacks or maybe uh, Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin. But Chase Young <laughs> will be the number one draft pick at defensive end this year. They roll out defensive ends like crazy. They had the Bosa brothers. Now they got Chase Young. Uh, Ryan Day is doing a ridiculous job. They look like a totally different team with him than they did under Urban Meyer. They look a lot more complete, a lot more physical, a lot faster. And to my eyes right now, they look like the best team in college football. And uh, the uh, tape you can uh, cut out and send to me. All right, you got it. Sounds like you've been listening to Clay Travis because Clay Travis is pretty much on the same Not Ohio at all. State. <laughs> He's well, on the I same. I do listen as... to Clay Travis, but I don't. I don't take anything from his shows and put it to my own thing. Whatsoever. No, no, no. I just say that's. I'm just saying that. Uh, I, I, I agree with you. I mean, and if you don't listen to Clay Travis, we've got to get him on the show here. We're giving him all kinds of free promotions here. Go listen to Clay Travis. I listen to him every freaking day. I don't listen to the live show, even though he's live here in Indianapolis. I listen to the podcast when I get home at night. Don't have to worry about the commercials or anything. And and he's got another show also that is just in the podcast format. It's really good. It's called uh, Wins and Losses. Check that out. There's your Clay Travis plug. Uh, 
he's we're, we're going to have him on and tweet later. Say, Clay, we talked about you on the show. I need to get you on the show. Uh, but actually, he's very, very accessible. He really is. And so uh, uh, I, I, I joke when I say we should have him on the show, but I think we should have him on the show. But he also, uh, I digress, but he also said Ohio State is the team. And he even said in, in his on his TV show, the, the betting show, that that Ohio State is the team to watch this year. And, and I was not able to connect with Adam because I did want to have him on. But I want to – let's talk – let's, uh, let's uh, uh, go off lane here just a little bit. UCF. Uh, loses to Cincinnati. Let's talk about the implications of that game. Well, there's really no implications because UCF lost a couple weeks ago, too, so they were already eliminated from any playoff talk. Even if they went undefeated, they still weren't going to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But now it's just two losses. Uh, it, it's really their quarterback play. I mean, they, it's like they're on their fourth quarterback now in the, since the end of last season because their starter went down the broken leg. Uh, his backup was really good, had a leg injury. The Brandon Wimbush – transfer from Notre Dame to UCF, and he got banged up, and now they're on their fourth quarterback. So uh, just not their year. If if they want to be taken seriously, they need to get out of that group of five and join a real conference, or at least uh, schedule tough tough opponents. I know they schedule Stanford this year, but this is one of the worst Stanford teams in the past 40 years this year. So they're going to ride that Stanford win, but they've already lost two games. So – there's really no no impact for any kind of college football playoff as far as that game went last night. Well, yeah, and, you know, at the beginning of the season, we were talking about, and you know, at the end of last year, we were talking about how UCF got 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 snubbed and how UCF this, UCF that. This year, I, like you said, there's no the, – it's, it's pretty clear. But I, I also talk about the implications of that game. I think they may have kicked themselves out of any bowl consideration. Uh, at least the New Year's uh, Day well, bowl consideration. Oh yeah, definitely that. They're not. They won't get a New Year's Six. They just got to get six wins, and they'll they'll get into whatever Frosted Flakes bowl game, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no yeah. Uh, New Year's Six. <laughs> no, nothing, nothing like it. Nothing that you know, uh, not not a bowl game with the with a name attached to. It, you know what I mean? You know, you were talking about. We were talking about Clay Travis, and I don't want to say the name of the of the company here because. He does endorse them, and he gets paid for it. We don't, so we don't want to do that. But he endorses a razor. Did you hear his conversation about his razor and the mustache and the issue that he had there? Did yeah, I did it? see that. He uh, shaved it down and kind of triangled it off by accident. Yeah, because this razor that he endorses is, like, really cool. So I thought, I'm going to go buy this. So I did. I bought the razor, and I and I got it out of the box. It's really nice. I mean, I have to – I'm not going to get in the name of the company, but – it's, it's a very good razor, okay? So I, uh, I'm 51, so hair pops up everywhere. I'm in the shower, and I'm just kind of feeling where hairs are, and there's some hair by my ear and whatever, and I'm just, like, shaving it off, and then I'm finishing up my shower, and I'm seeing blood just come down. I'm like, where is this blood coming from? I couldn't find anything on my face. When I got out of the shower, I nicked my ear like nobody's business, and I'm like – putting pressure on my ear. I finally got it to stop, got to the office. I'm in a meeting and blood just starts dripping on my desk. And I'm like, what the heck? So I had to get up and leave the meeting, go get a bandaid and put it on my ear. So that said, Clay Travis got the, the Hitler mustache because of this razor. That's really good, but it makes your face feel like a smooth <laughs> baby's butt, Rick. 
I know you, I know you want to feel my face now, don't you? I, no, I know you okay. want to feel my face. <laughs> no. All right, let's quickly get through some of these games. We've only got a couple minutes uh, left here. But um, so, yeah, I, I, I almost cut my ear off, I thought. But uh, anyway, we were talking about Clay Travis in the box to the razor is uh, here by me here in the balance studio. And I, I thought, well, we were already talking about Clay Travis. Man, I could have lost an ear. That'd be one ear, Tom, right? <laughs> Number five, LSU versus Utah State. Hey, just be, uh, uh, j- just be glad you weren't shaving up the uh, bikini line or whatever down there. I know. Wasn't doing the manscaping, right? <laughs> hey, by the way, <laughs> this razor, when you figure out what it is, they have all kinds of lotions and stuff, and they have a, an undercarriage uh, uh, stuff you can use, too, and, uh, you know, make it all neat down there. and. And uh, so, uh, you know, if you're manscaping, be very careful with this razor. That's what I'm saying. Be very, very careful if you're if you're doing the manscape. Let's get back on track here. Uh, we, we've given people an early morning visual they 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 don't want. Number five, LSU versus Utah State, not the other Utah, which is off this weekend on the SEC Network. Did you say LSU and Utah State? Is that what you did? <laughs> Number five, LSU versus uh, Utah okay. State. All right. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. The other Utah's <laughs> off. Okay, well, LSU is one of the uh, – if it's not Bama or, or Georgia in the SEC, I, I feel like it's uh, it's LSU this year. So uh, this is going to be another one of those murders, one of those bloody ear situations of a game where it's just going to be <laughs> a nonstop bleeding for Utah <laughs> – <laughs> Utah State, uh, and it wouldn't matter if it's the other Utah either. Uh, this is going to be a just this is going to be a whooping, you know. But <laughs> the bloody ear is going to be a a, a per- permanent staple of the balance. Number six, Oklahoma State at Kansas Jayhawks on ABC at noonish. Yeah, Oklahoma probably has the uh, the hot. Well, I, it's not probably. Uh, Jalen Hurts is the Heisman front runner right now. Uh, this. I like Les Miles. I like what he's done at Kansas. He's not made them relevant relevant just yet. I mean, the next couple of years, I don't know if they'll still ever be relevant. But at least people are talking about Kansas football now because they've actually got a couple wins this year. So, uh, But this ain't going to be one of those days where they get a win. Another dominating performance by Oklahoma. And they look a lot like Ohio State, honestly. And I, I was telling some people what would be fun is an Ohio State-Oklahoma a national championship game this year because they look really similar. Uh, Ohio State, though, has a big edge in the uh, defensive department, though, because I still think Oklahoma has a lot of question marks on defense. Uh, Ohio State just ain't giving up the points on defense like Oklahoma is. But offensively, they look really similar, fast, physical. That would be a fun national uh, championship game. Well, yeah. That would be a real fun. Uh, let's talk real quickly about the really what I would consider one of the games uh, of the week, and that's Auburn number seven, Auburn at number ten, Florida. Florida's been a very good team this year, very hard to beat. Uh, they uh, should be ranked higher than number ten, and Auburn should be ranked lower than number seven. This should be a good matchup uh, this afternoon. They've got the the three thirty uh, kickoff on CBS. Yeah, I think it's going to be another Auburn win, actually. Uh, Florida's got a new quarterback. They they look a little better with the new quarterback, but still breaking him in and going against a defense like Auburn. 
Uh, I think it's why Auburn has the edge here. Auburn has the best resume in my mind this year as far as uh, wins go. They're undefeated. You know, they won on the road, not on the road, neutral site, I mean, against a ranked Oregon team. Uh, they won at Texas A&M when Texas A&M was ranked. That's the two best wins, I think, in college football so far. And now if they win tonight, it's going to be a, a top ten win. So that that's the best resume I don't know by by far, but so far in college football, I like Auburn. I like Auburn this year. I, later in the season, they get to play uh, Bama and you know, of course, the Outer Bowl. I don't know if they'll play Georgia or not. They play as elite SEC teams. I don't know how it's going to go, but right now, Auburn has the best resume in college football. Well, let's real quickly uh, wrap this up and put a bow on it. Go ahead and give us your final thoughts for Week Six College Football Top Twenty Five. Rick Riggin. Yeah, just. I'll just continue on. I think uh, come uh, tomorrow and Monday when the rankings come out and all that, I think we'll still be talking about Auburn and how good they actually are. We probably won't see any change in the top five. So even though Auburn beats four today, they still might not move up unless we want to keep bumping, bumping Clemson down because I think he might top five or top six can, can, can beat Clemson. Uh, probably Notre Dame this year even too can beat Clemson. I mean, I'll, I'll just go ahead and say that and you can send me some – trash on Twitter or whatever, which is the garbage place, uh, the garbage can of all social media, by the way. But uh, I just don't think you, Clemson, they still might be you, a top are 10 you team. Digressing? Are you what? digressing I'm, from Twitter now, are you, sir? Oh, no, not at all. I mean, that's <laughs> – but it, but, like but it, it really is trash. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is a garbage can of all social media. Yeah, it is. I agree with you. Totally one, but we got to have it, man. We gotta have. Where would we be without social media uh, these days? Hey, uh, you know we gotta get. We gotta get into. Are you gonna stick around for the next half hour? Or you gotta roll. I gotta roll, sir. So we got the the uh, MLB. Uh, your Braves against my Cardinals. Do we want to put a a friendly uh, wager on it? Yeah, we can. What do you think? Right, what is it? Let's, let's let it happen. Let's let the world know what's the friendly right, wager. I don't know. Let me text you something a little bit later on. We'll, we'll put something on it. We'll put some adult beverages or All something right. on it. You know, we need we need to get it together one night. And go hang out again somewhere. We really we, need to we go. We do. Remember, we 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 do, and we need to. But every time we hang out, it's like, man. Well, life. it's like the next the next day is like the episode, uh, like an episode of The Walking Dead. You know, but That's true. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> All right, buddy, let me know what you think about the Joker. We'll be right uh, on the other side is Mo from the VS Sports Show, Ed Gratz, uh, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagle, SI.com. Both of them standing by in the balance green room. Uh, we're going to be talking some NFL and, of course, MLB playoffs. We'll see uh, what happens. And uh, have yourself a good college football weekend, sir. Yes, sir. Always fun, Tom. Thanks for having me on. All right, buddy. We'll talk with you soon. Rick! I'm a ghost. Oh, wrong button. Rick Rickin, our official college football contributor. Uh, maybe my ear is still uh, uh, having issues from me almost cutting it off. Uh, but, uh, man, that, that conversation took a turn. Let's try this again. My name is Tom Michael, South President Day, 917-889-8516. We'll be right back right after this. The Air National.
National Guard is a reserve component of the United States Air Force and serves alongside active duty Air Force members in times of a national crisis. In addition, the Air Guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities. The reason people join the Air Guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country, money for college, travel, new job skills, and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country, but I didn't want to be far away from my family, so the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? Call 1-800-841-3103 or visit online at goang.com to find out more. Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom. It's double trouble, double the fun. At African Safari Wildlife Park in Port Clinton, Ohio. See the largest antelope on Earth, the giant eland, and the ugliest creature on Earth, the African warthog. There's so much to see and do, including the Midwest's only drive through safari. Feed the animals. See live educational shows. Feel the excitement. Have your picture taken with a python or cockatoo. Feel the adventure. Shop the Simba Lodge gift shop with items available from around the globe. Visit the snack bar or picnic facilities. Enjoy a pony or camel ride. Or cheer your favorite porker on to victory in the famous Pork Chop Down. Bring your family to see the rare and exotic animals at African Safari Wildlife Park in Portland, Ohio. Just take Route 2 to the Route 53 North exit and follow the sign. Only 17 miles west of Cedar Point via Route 6. Open every day, rain or shine. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be confusing. Like Swedish techno confusing. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Dance with me, purple cow. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Ooh, you lovely cow. Geico makes it easy. With 24-7 access, all you have to do is go to Geico.com and you can save money on car insurance. It just makes sense. Unlike, you know. Dance with me, purple cow. I like your mood. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be hard. Like early 90s heavy metal hard. I'm yelling and screaming and I'm loud. Roar. Geico makes it easy. You can review and update your policy or report a claim on Geico.com or the Geico mobile app. Because shouldn't we all have a little less stress in our lives? I'm not even upset about anything. Welcome back to the balance. My name is Tom Mark Lassell, Presidente. 
Uh, we are rolling into the last half hour. We saved the best for last of the of the of the balance. Uh, thank you to Steve Wilson who, for joining us, even though he was a little bit underneath uh, the weather. Uh, Matthew Embry got ate by alligators, and so did Tony Donahue of the Tony D podcast. And we wish them the best of luck, and hopefully they recover from getting ate by alligators. Rick Riggin, <laughs> uh, our official college football contributor, talking Notre Dame with us. Uh, we talked a little bit of uh, ear shaving, manscaping, the Joker. We talked about it all uh but joining us now to help us bring us all back into speed ed kratz meat writer for the philadelphia eagles and si.com and mo for the bs sports show how are you doing ed hey uh, i'm doing great tom sounds <laughs> like maybe better than you and your ear i tell you i tell you what i don't know if you heard the last segment but there's a whole story behind that uh mo are, uh, are you with us there buddy i am here <laughs> and a visual you do not want. So, uh, just to, just to recap for those that might just be joining us or didn't know. So, I, I'm not going to use the the name of the razor because Clay Travis endorses it and he gets paid for it and it's all that. But I bought the razor that he. Everybody knows I'm a big Clay Travis fan, so I bought this. It is really a nice razor. I mean, it is the top notch razor, and it, it, I got it. Nice box. All the packaging is really nice, and I, and I thought, man, I'm going to use this razor. And it does make your face smooth as a baby butt. And I know both of you guys want to fill my face. But I in the shower yesterday morning. I'm shaving, you know, and I see I see this blood so like I'm like I'm I'm gonna be fifty one in just a few weeks in October twenty third. Which is why October is the best month of the year. That and it's the playoffs and everything else. But uh I'm like, where's all this blood coming from? So when I got out of the shower I realized my ear is bleeding profusely, so I had to put pressure on it. Got it, got the bleeding stopped. Went about my day. Went was at the office in my morning meeting, and I start seeing blood drip down on the table there, desk. I'm like, what the heck? And my buddy Rick goes, your ear, and I'm like, so I had to go get this mammoth like band aid. Well, not mammoth, but it was a pretty good sized band aid. It's all healed now, but if you'd listen to Clay Travis yesterday, he was talking about this razor and how he messed up his mustache. Now he's got a Hitler mustache, and he has to go on television, so he has to start it all over. He had to shave his entire face. So you guys are better knowledge now. So Rick was like, well, at least you weren't manscaping. So that that took us into a whole different uh, direction. So I'm I'm counting – I'm counting on you guys to to reel us uh, reel, reel the, the the ship back in, real quickly because it is MLB time. My Cardinals are tied up with uh, uh, Rick's uh, uh, Atlanta Braves. Uh, you you heard we're going to have a little wager going on that. We'll start with you, Mo. Uh, what are we what are we looking at with the MLB? We of course the Yanks and the and the and the Twins. You got the Astros and the, and the Stingrays, the Dodgers and the. The, the Nationals, and of course my Cardinals, and the Braves. Go ahead, uh, Mo. What are your thoughts? Well, you know I have uh, nicked my sack on occasion while manscaping. I just like the uh, Braves <laughs> themselves in, in Game One. Uh, you know, it, it's uh, I think the Braves and the Cardinals find the best matchup that we have, the most evenly matched two teams. Uh, it was interesting to see uh, Max Scherzer appear in relief last night when he's supposed to start Game Three. Uh, you know, and it looks like we're going to have a monumental matchup in the uh, Yankees and the Astros, which is what I'm uh, hoping to see 
that'll be kind of my World Series watching the uh, Astros and Yankees go head to head. I, I tell you what, I think everybody in the, in, the, in the national media is talking about that very same thing. As much as I'd love to see my Cardinals in another World Series, I I think you're on to something there, Ed Kratz. And you know, guys, I think I'm going to change the name of the show to uh, Manscaping. Uh, today after the show but Ed Kratz uh, I know you cover a little bit of the Phillies and you're, you're a National League guy as well but as we look at this uh, uh, October uh, picture coming uh, together what are, what are your thoughts on MLB we'll get into this NFL talk here in just a moment uh, yeah well I, yeah, I'm certainly not going to reveal any of my uh, misses <laughs> in manscaping but, uh, all right well, yeah, we've, I mean, all, yeah. we've all been there Yes, uh, we have, but um, you know, Mo's right. We're and every, you know, you're right. Everybody's looking forward to a possible uh, Yankees uh, Astros uh, ALCS. But uh, you know, I think the NL is kind of wide open, and uh, you know, I thought the Dodgers might be the best team, but that was a nice win by the Nationals last night. You know, they've got some momentum with having won their first ever playoff game since they were the Senators um, way back when in the '50s, and. Uh, you know, they did that, of course, against the Brewers, having to come back to win that game. So, uh, and then to go out to L.A. and win, uh, you know, game one, uh, you know, the Nationals could, you know, could make some noise here. So, they're kind of a team I'll, I'll be keeping an eye on as we go on. And that, that playoff series with the Cardinals and, and Braves, that looks like that could be headed seven games. And, um, we'll see how the pitching holds up there and then how that pitching lines up in the next series with whoever wins. So, um, you know, just some things to keep an eye out there in the in the National League. Well, it won't go seven games because it's best of five in this series. But, yes, it'll, right. it'll, it'll go yeah. the distance. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it'll it'll it. go the distance. Uh, but I tell you what, uh, let's talk about your Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, at home, got the Jets. Uh, let's, let's, let's break that down. I think that, that uh, both the Eagles and the Colts can reflect on a couple of losses that, that, that things could have gone better. But that's where we're at right now with the NFL. And, you know, right now it really is anybody's game. I mean – I, unless you're the Kansas City Chiefs, I, I think right now everybody's like, hey, we're, we're still in the game. And you guys are hosting the, the Jets at home, the Philadelphia Eagles. Should be a good matchup, a, a stadium full of green. What are your thoughts? Uh, well, I'd be very impressed if either one of you could name anybody that's going to play in the secondary for the Eagles uh, this weekend. They're so banged up. Uh, they're playing with You know I have Google right here. Yeah. I can impress you. I have Google well, right here. Well, that would be cheating. That would be cheating. <laughs> Go but, ahead. You know, they, they signed Orlando Skandrick off the street, who was here in training camp in the summer. And to me, it looked like he lost a step and a half uh, at 32 years old. But they brought him back because they needed him. You know, Ronald Darby's out. We saw Avante Maddox kind of get carted off on a stretcher uh, with a concussion and neck injury late in that Eagles-Packers game 10 days ago. Um, so he's out. Uh, Sidney Jones hurt a hamstring, so he's questionable. He could be out. So their cornerbacks could be, you know, Rasul Douglas, Craig James, and Orlando Skandrick, uh, which to me is not very good. Uh, and now you're playing a quarterback who is, you know, that will help the Eagles. It's Luke Folk making his second straight or his second career NFL start since Sam Darnold's spleen uh, is still – uh, a little too large to play, I guess you could say. And now it's Luke Falk. And the Eagles have given up 100 yards in the air to a receiver in all four games they've played this year. And that was with a fairly healthy secondary. Um, so here we are at the fifth game of the year, and we'll see if they give up another 100-yard receiver with this cornerback 
uh, trio. But if the Eagles don't get healthy quick in that secondary or make a trade uh, to help them, uh, you know, there's some tough road games ahead. They play three road games right after the Jets. They're the only team in the NFL that has to go on the road for three straight games. They go to Minnesota, Dallas, and then Buffalo. Um, and, you know, there's some good receivers in, in those three cities. So the Eagles are, you know, they're up against it. They should win this game against the Jets uh, at home, last game at home in October. But the road ahead is certainly very bumpy unless they can get healthy or make a trade to upgrade that secondary. You know, a lot of people are still saying it's going to be you and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, and so I, I still think that there's plenty of time left, but you guys are getting kind of banged up, just like the Indianapolis Colts are. We, we've got a, a pretty deep injury list as well. Obviously, big loss against the, the Raiders. Let's go to you, Mo. Uh, I know that you cover the Browns and the Bears, so let's talk a little bit about the Browns. Big, uh, big win. On, on on the road against the Ravens uh, last Sunday, a huge win in, in, in a tell of two cities that we've seen with the Browns and Baker Mayfield, uh, and, and certainly um, uh, go on the road to San Francisco, who a very good San Francisco team. Uh, and, of course, Odell Beckman keeps his drama right in, in his luggage bag there. Uh, but what are, what are our thoughts about the Browns, Baker Mayfield, uh, uh, Odell Beckman, and, and so forth? Well, with the Browns, it's almost the same problem as the Eagles have is the fact that they haven't had a starter in the secondary for the last couple of weeks, and now you're going against an undefeated San Francisco 49ers team who, granted, hasn't really played anybody, but they're still undefeated, and it's a Monday night football game, and the Browns are going to the West Coast. So I think one thing they figured out next week, the last week, is the fact that they, hey, we've got Nick Chubb here, who's a pretty darn good running back. Let's run the football some. And, and look at that. It worked out, and it makes uh, everybody on that uh, offense at the skill position more dangerous. When they've got that running game going, I think they're continuing to figure things out on offense. But again, a big concern uh, for me is just like uh, just like it has with the Eagles, the lack of starters in that secondary. I think could hurt the Browns again for a third straight week. Uh, you know, obviously Bradley Chubb uh, with the Broncos are out. But can one of you guys answer this? Because I really don't know the answer. Are those two related? Are they brothers or something? Or Bradley no. Chubb and, and they're not related at all. Okay, I didn't know if they were. Somebody asked me that earlier this week, and I didn't even have an answer, so I didn't know. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, let's go ahead and talk about the Broncos. Uh, and, uh, obviously, that the loss of Bradley Chubb is, is a huge uh, loss to them, and the Broncos are, are limping right along, and, and they just can't seem to get things together. What's going on there at the mile high? Well, you know, John Elway is under fire for not being able to get a quarterback, you know, since Peyton Manning took him to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, the Broncos have fallen on hard times. You know, Joe Flacco doesn't look like he's the answer. And, uh, you know, if the Broncos lose another, they're already 0-4, uh, and there are some bad football teams in the NFL. I think there's six winless teams coming in uh, to the weekend, which is the most there's ever been at this stage of, of the season. And the Broncos are one of them at 0-4. If they lose another game or two, I know there's talk in Philadelphia of the Eagles perhaps uh, going after Yvonne Miller. Uh, and Chris Harris uh, trading for one, if not both, of those players to upgrade their defensive pass rush and their uh, and their their cornerback position. So, uh, to me, the Broncos just aren't a very good football team, um, clearly. And but I, you know, I think a lot of that stems from you know John Elway. Uh, he just has not done a good job in identifying talent for this team, and especially at the quarterback position. You know, let's talk a, a little bit about my homer card here. On the road, prime time, uh, the Colts just could not get it together uh, with the Raiders. I mean, it's the Raiders. They are what they are. And 
we, we talked a little bit about uh, Brucephus, who hit uh, who hit uh, Jack Doyle uh, targeting and, and got he's out for the rest of the year. I don't blame him at all. And, and the Raiders should definitely cut him. Uh, the NFL should be t- tough on them, but this is not the first time uh, that's happening. And, and and maybe you can help me out with that. But the the Colts certainly got dominated by the they just could not capitalize uh, on the penalties that. The Raiders were getting one penalty after another, and the Colts just couldn't get it together. And even though Jacoby Brissett had some of the most completed uh, passes for a, a, an NFL quarterback this year so far, he got his first interception, and just one thing led to another. They just could not uh, recover. They were fighting from behind all, uh, all, all, all day long with the Raiders. Now we go on the road against the Chiefs. I would hate to lose – I think it'll make a big statement if the Colts can actually beat the Chiefs on the road with it against one of the best uh, quarterbacks in the league. So what are your thoughts on uh, Bursa uh, and his targeting getting kicked out of uh, the NFL for at least this season? Uh, I think he should be kicked out permanently because this is a pattern for him. Yeah, well, yeah Ron says perfect. Yeah. Go ahead, Mo. Sorry. Go ahead, Mo. Sorry. Uh, no, I uh, Hey, either way, I'm, I'm down with whoever wants to go. Uh, uh, you know, Burfecht, they it's, he's a, a repeat offender. Uh, they talked to him previous to the season, and now they found another hit in that game uh, to where, the, the, you know, they've added that to their case, and, and who knows how. Uh, the thing I don't like about it, it on, on on the player side is the fact that is there precedent for how long he's actually going to be out? They just suspended for the rest of the season. I think at some point they need to assess the number of games that they're going to uh, suspend him for. I don't like just that, hey, it's the rest of the season. Had this been game one, would have been an entire season that he was suspended for. So uh, if this had been game six or seven, would he be suspended in the next season? So I, I want the NFL to come out and clearly state, hey, this is how many games this guy's suspended for, and go from there. Uh, for the Colts, obviously you saw – a number of drops in the game last week. Uh, you know, I think that, that hurt them more than anything else is that the receivers couldn't hang on to the football, and you saw how desperately needed T.Y. Hilton is. And for the Colts to find uh, another uh, top-notch receiver, I think as Paris Campbell grows in his NFL career, he can become that for them. Uh, but uh, the absence of T.Y. Hilton killed them. Uh, and especially, uh, you know, they were missing some key parts on defense as well. So uh, getting T.Y. Hilton back this week hopefully will help that out. Uh, but uh, the Colts without T.Y. Hilton on offense struggled tremendously last week. Oh, no, I totally, I totally get what you're saying there. Uh, turns out Tony Donahue did not get eaten by alligators, uh, so we'll try to get him on here either this week or, or next week. Uh, but, but, Ed, let's talk about this, because you know that uh, first half, when he was kicked out of the game he at home there at Lucas Oil, he was running off the field basically – how quarterbacks and them do, you know, it's like trying to get the crowd loud and, and he's raising his helmets, he's laughing and he, he's taking this whole thing as a joke. He was being booed out of the, out of, off the field by Colts fans. And he was just, he was just being fueled by the booze. Something's wrong with this guy. Cause he, he does not need to be in the NFL. He, he did it on purpose. This wasn't like a, a, a football tackle incident. This was a direct, hit on purpose. Yeah, it's the wrong way to play the game for sure, and I have no problem with him having a seat for the rest of the year, and if not for the rest of his career. Um, and like Mo said, there's a pattern. We saw him do it against Antonio Brown when uh, Burfick played for the uh, Bengals. 
a few years ago. That was the most celebrated hit, knocking uh, Antonio Brown out. Um, and now we see it in Indianapolis. So, uh, you know, they got to get this – they got to clean this stuff and stuff up in the game. I know there have been some helmet-to-helmet hits this year, and I know uh, Derek Barnett with the Eagles had one uh, last week against the Green Bay running back. And, um, you know, I, I'm not sure that was an intentional one. I mean, sometimes these helmet-to-helmet hits are unavoidable in my opinion, but – uh, this one uh, perfect against Doyle was certainly one that could have been avoided. And uh, same with the uh, earlier hit they found in that game, another helmet-to-helmet hit. So, um, you know, perfect clearly is out to injure whoever he can. And um, there's no place in the game for that. But, uh, you know, we'll see what the NFL decides on him. Um, and then, Mo, as far as the Col- you know, same about the Colts. Yeah, they had the injuries last week with Hilton. You know, missing Darius Leonard and Millie Cooker were, were big absences as well. Um, you know, we're starting to see injuries play an impact early here in the season. And really, the NFL is all about attrition. You know, how can you stay healthy? What does your depth look like? And that, to me, was kind of what was impressive with the Browns to me last week was the fact that they were without two of their cornerbacks, Denzel Ward, and um, there was another one that was out too. And they were able to kind of go into Baltimore and, and beat the Ravens, who were riding pretty high with uh, – you know, some good depth at the cornerback spot. So, um, you know, that's what it's all about is you're going to have injuries in the NFL and you just have to have that depth to be able to overcome um, those injuries. You don't want to have the backups play more than, you know, a game or two games or three games because then you really get exposed. But um, they have to be good enough to step in at crucial times and make plays. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about backups because the Jags and the, and the Carolina, my Carolina Panthers, my granddaughter's favorite team, uh, is, is the tale of, of two backup quarterbacks. you got uh, Minshaw and Allen both doing extremely good leadership with their teams. And, and sorry to hear that Jolly O St. Nick was not able to have a season, his first season with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, but Grinshaw, everybody's talking about him, and everybody's talking about Allen. Everybody's saying that maybe uh, the end is near for Cam Newton at that the future uh, with the Carolina Panthers. And I know my son's talking about that, that they're talking about that locally uh, there in North Carolina, that, that uh, they're ready to move forward with Allen and care less whether or not if uh, – if uh, uh, Cam Newton ever comes back again, and that's a feeling from a lot of Panther fans. Uh, so certainly the tale of two backup quarterbacks uh, tomorrow in Carolina. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, they've really sparked their teams, no doubt about it. You know, Gard- Gardner Minshew and uh, Kyle Allen. You know, it's funny in Jacksonville, you have Nick Foles being paid a ton of money now. He's injured through the first half of the season. Uh, it'll be interesting to see once he's ready to come back. Uh, at some point, you know, maybe around Thanksgiving, whether or not the uh, Jags will uh, put him back in there. I guess it all depends on how Minshew plays uh, from here on out, but he certainly helped them in that win last week, the late scoring drive to win that game. Um, and it's interesting, you know, he's a Washington State quarterback, and we're start, starting to see some of these Mike Leach guys get into the NFL. We're seeing it with Nick, uh, Luke Folk, who's going to start for the Jets on Sunday against the Eagles, and uh, Minshew went there, and uh, you know, Doug Peterson that watched a lot of tape on Washington State uh, to draft Andre Dillard, their tackle. He's from Washington State. They drafted him in the first round. And we've talked, Doug and I and a couple others, about did you ever see Gardner Minshew on tape while you were watching Dillard because the Eagles drafted Clayton Thorson out of Northwestern uh, who went before Minshew. And, of course, Thorson couldn't make it through camp. He was cut and he's on the Cowboys practice squad now. But um, you know, Doug said that, that, you know, they saw him, but they just didn't uh, think enough of him, I guess, to draft him. But he's certainly turning a lot of heads in Jacksonville. 
Well, let's uh, we'll give the final words to you. You got the Vikings and, and the Giants, the Falcons and the Texans, Buccaneers and the Saints. We'll basically wrap up week uh, number five, four seconds. We're about to run out, run out of time here. Too much talking about ear shaving and so forth. But any which way, <laughs> Mo, go ahead. Last word to you. Wrap up week number five with us, sir. Well, I'm kind of looking forward to the uh, Bucks and Saints now. You know, after you saw this low scoring affair with the Saints and Cowboys last week, and you saw the Bucks pour it on the Rams, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see can James be consistent at this point. I think that's what uh, Bruce Arians and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, for guys in a contract here now, looking to get past that rookie deal, and uh, James Winston can uh, can he be consistent and not just have that continued uh, adeptness to turn the football over. So. Uh, I think that's the game that I'm looking forward to. Those ones you mentioned, I'm looking forward to the uh, to the Bucks and the Saints. All right, guys. Pop culture question of the week has been uh, proposed to uh, Rick, and I uh, talked about this earlier. And that's the movie The Joker. It's. I think I'm going to go see it. It looks like it's going to be kind of dark. I watched the trailer to it, but I've seen all kinds of raves about it. Mo, thumbs up or thumbs down? Go see The Joker. Uh, I saw it uh, yesterday, and I liked it a lot. I'm not normally into these uh, type movies, but I thought Joaquin Phoenix did a uh, pretty damn good job. I enjoyed the movie. And that's why I'm the same way. I, I, I'll be the first one to fall on the sword and say that I haven't been following these comic book movies. But apparently the Joker is really one that you've got to make an ex- exception for. Ed, what are your oh, thoughts? Yeah. Going to go- Ed, what are your thoughts? Going to go see uh, the Joker or no? I, I probably will not. I mean, I know Joaquin Phoenix did a great job uh, portraying the Joker, um, but I, you know, I just, you know, that's a little too dark for me at this point. Uh, you know, I don't need to see the mental illness and all the violence that takes place in that yeah. movie. You know, I guess that's just me being an older person saying that. You know, to be honest, and I'll and I'll and I'll, and I'll confess this right now. I think I'd rather go see the Judy Garland movie with Renee uh, Zellweger. Yeah. Hey, there you go. All right, guys. Well, yeah. we've got to wrap it up and put a bowl on it. Uh, don't cut yourself this week shaving. And where can people find your work in Masterpieces, sir? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Kratzy, K-R-A-C-Z-E, or you can find me on uh, SI.com slash NFL slash Eagles. Looking forward to it, man. Have yourself a good week, sir. Thanks, guys. Yeah, good luck with the year, Tom. See you, Mo. All right. Thank you, Mo. Mo, uh, for the BS Sports Show, where can people find your work in Masterpieces, sir? You can find it on Twitter where my favorite X-Men is Caitlyn Jenner uh, at Mo Radio Show. <laughs> there you go. All right, buddy. Have yourself a good weekend. We'll talk with you soon. All right, see you. All right. Mo for the BS Sports Show. Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, joins us uh, uh, as well to, uh, to uh, break down the NFL talk. Rick Riggin, official NFL college football contributor. Helps us stay on the rails there. Be careful. Be careful shaving this week, guys. It's dangerous out there. Steve Wilson, thank you for joining us, man. I I, I apologize uh, profusely. I did not realize you were that sick. I hope you get to feel better. Talk some NASCAR with us. My name is Tom Marcus, El Presidente. Remember, in all seriousness, don't drink and drive. It is a cool. We appreciate you being a part of our audience. Download our podcast wherever you get your podcast at. I'm out of here. Don't drink a drive it in cool deuces.
Join us next week for The Balance. In the meantime, check us out on Twitter, T-Balance, or Facebook, The Balance, or online at www.thebalanceonline.com.